Welcome inside the lab at Fomeo 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I am reconnecting with Tom Cove, President and CEO of the Sports and Fitness Industry Association outside our nation's capital. Uh, good morning, Tom. Uh, let's get started. Yeah, so, uh, so a little bit over, we're a little bit um, over a month into the Trump administration. Uh, could you describe the on-the-ground political climate there in Washington and how, and how it might positively or negatively impact the sporting industry? <laughs> well, the, uh, the word that comes to mind is unprecedented and uh, unpredictable, and the Trump administration is everything that it, it said it was going to be both for supporters and detractors. So in, we've been in Washington a long, long time, and we've never seen anything like this. And I think time will tell. Things are going to shake out. Uh, with regard to our industry, there are some very positive signs and there are some very negative signs. The positive ones is a pro-business environment, a de uh, looking at a uh, taking regulations back, uh, folks who understand the way business works, not only in the immediate Trump administration, but in the Commerce Department and the regulatory agencies. On the negative side, I highlighted would be the, the border adjustability tax or border adjustment tax. We might talk more at length about that, but we regard that con concept as particularly dangerous to the well-being of the sports and fitness industry, and we can talk about that if you want to. Uh, well, secondly, let's talk about, I, I understand there's a reintroduction of the FIT Act coming soon in Washington, when and by whom, and also your thoughts today uh, here as we near the end of February about its chance of passing this year in the new Congress and how it will help the industry. And, and finally, I understand there's, our, there's our, a health plan being developed by Rand Paul that I guess would be either fix or replace Obamacare, uh, and they have exercise as a preventative included in that plan. Could you talk about all those topics? Sure. There's a lot to unpack there. Let's, let me jump in. Okay. First of all, the, the FID Act, Personal Health Investment Today, is the legislation that we drafted many years ago to provide a financial incentive for physical activity. And in English, it means basically individuals can use their flexible spending accounts and their health savings accounts to pay for physical activity expenses, everything from uh, youth sports registration fees, running race fees, uh, health club fees, uh, purchase of sports fitness equipment, uh, training fees. It is spectacular, both for our industry and our uh, country, because it will help to increase physical activity. And the idea is we should be investing in promoting good health versus just using those kind of pre-tax savings to pay for treatment after one gets sick. So intellectually and in terms of business, it is right on. Uh, we're very excited where we are today. The FIT Act will be reintroduced into this new Congress next week in the Senate by Senators John Thune and Chris Murphy, a Democrat, or a Republican and a Democrat, and in the House uh, by Congressman Jason Smith and Tim Ron Kind, again, Republican and a Democrat. Uh, the FIT Act has uh, last year had more than 100 co-sponsors and incredibly important to us, balance between Republicans and Democrats. So we're talking about all the craziness in Washington, the idea that we have a health care tax bill that is supported by both Democrats and Republican. Also, it is supported by the leadership of the Re Republican Congress, so the, the Speaker of the House, the Chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, the Chairman of the Health Committee, the number two guy in the House, the number three guy in the House. So the Republican leadership, this is very much a part of uh, what they intend, the idea of expanding SESAs and using financial incentives. In fact, there are five bills, as most people know, there's all kinds of discussion about repeal, replace, and what might happen, and nobody can really tell exactly 
directly, but there are five bills that have been introduced so far uh, to uh, address this issue. Every one of them includes the FIT bill as a portion, a provision. So when you take the bipartisan support, you take the idea that people are going to address health care and tax reform right out of the box, you take the leadership of the Republican, and then you take the actual language of the bill included in what will be the the articulation of of whatever happens and debating something is going to get passed. Uh, We are in a very good position. We think it could be a game changer for our industry. I mean, we like to talk about how important it will be to our industry, and it will be. I mean, we could have fit eligible products. We could have fit promotion month. We could have, have you, have you used your fit money yet to buy products at the end of the year? Are you putting money into the, into your fit account at the beginning of the year? You can, the opportunities are tremendous. And then just finally on that opportunity side, not only our industry, but all of our stakeholders. So we know that the youth sports community is just chomping at the bit. If this ever passed, they were going to be telling their hundreds of thousands, in fact, millions of families, hey, you can get a 30% break. You still pay us. And, and just the same thing with the retailer. You, the retailer get, and the uh, youth sports organization gets full price, but the consumer, the player, only has to pay 70%. It's win-win for everybody. So yes, it's really exciting. You, you mentioned Rand Paul. Uh, he's been getting some play. He also, in his bill, includes the uh, the FIT bill. Uh, that's one one of several. His is probably one of the more well-developed because it was the one that passed in the House and Senate with the uh, repeal and replace bill that previously just was vetoed by the president or not signed by the president. So uh, the point is, lots going on here. If And at some point, uh, if they're going to really change repeal and replace, they're going to have to have some Democratic support. And we have we fit right into the kind of solution package, and we are full speed ahead to pass the FIT bill this year. Well, great. That's excellent news. Just one clarification, Tom. I know you said uh, it'll be reintroduced next week. We're here talking on the last Friday of February. Are we talking about early March? or March 8th. March we believe 8th. it's going to be yeah March eighth. Uh, we have been organizing an event around a major just kind of promoting it by both the Senate and the House, and for the first time, the Senate and the House are going to introduce it on the same day. Really make a big splash uh, around it. Uh, it's, uh, one of our new uh, one of our major co sponsors is named Jason Smith from Missouri, a congressman who has uh, lost eighty pounds and really believes oh, he's also man. on the Ways and Means Committee, which is very important, and. He he really is committed and excited about to be, a, you know, he's lived the life and has seen what a difference, you know, kind of an incentive and, and making progress in one's own health can do. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting time and, uh, you know, a lot going on in Washington, but we're in a good place. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, so let's, let's switch back to the border adjustment, uh, and one negative thing, let's switch back to the border adjustment tax. You know, uh, my, my understanding at this juncture here, as we almost are, as we approach March, that corporate America seemingly is split on the whole idea which I understand could be holding up tax reform by the Trump administration. How does the sporting industry feel about this whole BAT uh, bat tax? Yeah, well, we the FIT Act is one of the most important things we've been working on, but at the same time, the, the border adjustability tax is probably the most uh, serious threat we faced as an industry in 50 years. And uh, we don't say that lightly, and we don't look for big battles, but we have to be very honest that this is a very serious threat. If it goes, uh, let me just be clear, the discussion is early, and we have lots of friends on uh, in Congress and some of our basic strong friends, on uh, members of Congress who were 
support, supporting the, the FIT Act uh, are also pushing the, the uh, border adjustability tax. And so, you know, we're talking to these folks, and it's, it's a little early, but the basic idea would be that it would put an egregious and onerous burden on our industry, on industry that does, in fact, rely significantly on imports of product. And uh, we don't have an option necessarily to return to producing all of our goods in the United States. It's been years, and in many, many cases, they were never produced. You know, Nike, for example, their business model is is predicated on, on having uh, coming up with a way to produce shoes in different places. So, Bottom line for us, and I can talk about it more, is that uh, we are very concerned about the Border Adjustability Act because of its onerous burden on importers. And the concern politically is that it does have a lot of positives. The, the overall tax reform for uh, for us, we we love the idea of, of reducing the corporate tax, uh, which is part of the package uh, from, say, 35 to 20% or even more. We love the idea of reducing the tax on repatriation of profits overseas, that money would come back into the much reduced the tax be much reduced so that companies could bring money back and reinvest it. And we have a lot of companies um, who have a lot of money sitting uh, outside this country because of its owners, its current owner's tax uh, treatment of profits made overseas. So there are some really good things, and that's part of corporate tax reform. Uh, our issue is that we can't kind of lose sight of well, there's a lot of good things, but one that would be unfair and, and uh, an egregious burden that we uh, we got to make sure that we fix that in some way. And so we are actively looking and working to fix and help and uh, figure out what we can do differently so that the the current idea of the border adjustment uh, doesn't go as, at least um, in early stages, it's been spoken about publicly. Oh, okay. Just one follow-up to that, Tom. I, in, a, in a recent, I mean, it was three weeks ago now, the uh, Footwear Distributors and Retailers of America had a conference call on this whole bad tax, and one of the uh, participants suggested that the footwear industry could try to, if this does pass, try to get an exemption to the rule. Is that a possibility for the footwear and sporting good industries? Well, certainly that we have done that in the past. That's a, that's a way to address um, public policy waiver exemption, a carve out, if you will. Right. We SFI have done that several times on on cases where punitive tariffs have been implied uh, or considered, and in fact, even implemented. Uh, but this is so big that you get into that, and then every other industry wants um, to do that. We would we would favor you know changing the whole concept because it's not really fair or good but it's also uh if it turns out that it takes on a momentum of its own then we would quickly pivot the point is we have to do everything we can to protect our industry I and mean, our board meeting the sfia board meeting is in mid-march this will be uh one of the primary discussion points um and we have a set of potential uh steps to take and the board will discuss it and i'm pretty confident they will take aggressive action to direct us and direct the industry to to you know do what we need to do to protect ourselves going forward. And again, I don't want to overstate that it's done because it's not. There's a lot of time left to figure out and for just as you said this the FDRA's waiver concept or exclusion, you know, there are a variety of options that might happen. The concern is that that with the momentum of corporate tax reform and quite frankly with so many of the positives of corporate tax reform that somehow this one which is pretty important to the overall package because it generates revenue to pay for. It's a $1.2 trillion wow. revenue to the government. So think about where we fit in. Where That means you know we're putting that money, our companies are paying that. So that's where we, and it made, that number is a big number, so we're not in any way exclusive to the, the payment. But the point is that we, it's all cut. 
If we kind of don't understand the interrelationships, uh, we might miss. And by the time we figure it out, it's too late. So we have to be vigilant and we ask our members, companies to be vigilant and that we're working to, we're going to form a coalition in our own industry and we welcome everybody to be involved. And we got to move forward with, with focus and direction. Uh, well, thanks for addressing that question. And uh, we'll move on to the next one. Perhaps another negative question, but the current state of retail in the U.S. and how it's impacting the industry, certainly the string of Chapter 11s has continued into the first quarter here. Are we going to see the end of the day here, end of the light in terms of this happening? Or how do you see this impacting the overall industry in th- through the remainder of 17? Yeah, this is a, a huge issue. And, and uh, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't say I hear about it every day. And, and not the most uh, positive of terms. I think the concern is deep, it's real, and it's broad. Uh, that we were hoping that maybe TSA and and uh, City Sports and Sports LA last year were kind of a one-year phenomenon, clearly with MC this year and others that are discussed, uh, others even on the, in play right now. It's not over. Uh, the state of retail is in, is in a disruption that you know we've really not seen, uh, certainly in the last 20 years. Uh, the issues around uh, the sports-specific retail, sports and fitness retail, uh, we're trying to figure out, is it is it us? Is it the bigger questions? Clearly the bigger question, but there are some fundamental elements of the sports business. You know, is it, are we over-retail? There's the constant discussions. I'm sure you've even talked about them on your previous podcast. And knowing you, Bob, I'm sure you've written about it. But the the issue is people don't know. They don't know when it's going to end. They don't know what the new normal is. They don't know how far direct-to-consumer is going to go. They don't know how big e-commerce is. It's when a company uh, like uh, Sports Authority goes out and you know where did those sales go? Did they disappear? Or did they go into other uh, retail, brick-and-mortar? Did they go into individual brand DTC? So we're working hard to try to analyze that, but I have to tell you, uh, the concern, the only thing I'm, I'm sure about is that disruption rules and concern is growing. Well, let's end on a positive note today, Tom. I know that next month in March, the 18th annual National Health and Fitness Day comes up again in Washington. Could you tell our listeners who are maybe unfamiliar about it and how they can get involved? Sure. This is the industry's big lobby day, basically. It's where we bring our companies, our partners, our celebrity athletes in uh, once a year for the sports and fitness industry to talk about legislation and policy that will promote a healthy America, promote participation, and frankly, promote our own businesses. And the FIT Act is the number one issue. Uh, we will have more than 100, probably 150, maybe even 200 people come in uh, to speak with their members of Congress. And we organize everything. All one has to do is show up, and then we give you, we put you in a, a group of people that are made up of experts and business people and athletes, and they meet with their members of Congress, senators, and, and uh, representatives representatives. Uh, we provide background briefings. We provide a leave behind so that the members of Congress can follow up and understand it. And it's all about promoting a culture of activity. And this year, it's going to be about passing the FIT Act. Uh, we'll have all sorts of, you know, Herschel Walker and Tommy John and uh, and uh, a number of uh, athletes that will be coming. It's on the generosity, Danny Musico and others who are coming on the generosity of the member companies, uh, you know, with whom they have relationships. And uh, it's been 18 years, as you say, and this is as important as it's ever been because we're so close on the FIDA. People want to come, please go to our website, sfia.org, and we welcome anyone in the industry. It's a, it's, a, it's a great event, and we also have a big congressional reception, March 21 and 22, coming up, and we still have room left, so anybody who's interested, please 
let us know and we'll welcome you. Well, as always, Tom, I thank you for your insights and appreciate your comments today. Uh, you've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee.